Welcome back once again. This is our first episode to the second episode. The second first episode. Yes. And as you may or may not know, you probably listened to the first one already. Uh, we are watching television pilots and talking about them. My name is Kevin and I'm here with Michael. Hi there. Yeah, you know, because nothing's better than the first episode of a television show. It's like exactly. the first it's like the first time you have sex. It's the best. It's the best, right? Oh, yes, sure. It's just been worse every single time after that. I, <laughs> I, it's like your first at bat in the major leagues. You hit a home run the first pitch, right? And then it's all downhill from there. It yeah, goes eight hundred feet out of the stadium, but <laughs> after that, you just hit like ground ball singles. It's true. So last week we did uh, the pilot episode of Friends. Um, this week we're changing it up. We're going to try and vary the shows we watch in, in both length and content and genre. So uh, we went ahead and watched uh, the first episode of Stargate SG-1, uh, which of course is a series based on the popular film, uh, I think from 1994, uh, Stargate. Yeah, so um, what were we thinking picking this show? Because, I mean... We're either going to get people who fucking love Stargate or people who are like, that shit nerdy, no. And this never <laughs> listen to this. Uh, but yeah, uh, I can give some, I, I guess like to start off with like, this was a pretty big movie, I feel like. Um, I don't know, I was Very like big, 11 yeah. or 12. I think it came out in the fall. Uh, it seemed like MGM wasn't, super confident that it was going to do well but uh they they put it out <laughs> yeah but, it was uh, actually a smash hit internationally yeah. and it did well it did well domestically too yeah i feel like overseas it, very well i i don't know when you saw it like i saw it opening weekend i remembered liking it um i n- never really watched it again though like honestly like i i was someone who I, I didn't mind it, but I, I I don't know. I just never came across it after that, so I didn't watch it again. I, I may have watched it in sure. pieces, but it, yeah. I will say, like the premise for seeing it only like I think maybe one at most two times. I kind of remember the movie to some extent. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it, I feel like it's a pretty memorable movie just because it's weird. The concept is odd not the concept of going through a stargate but the the fact that they come out on the other end and it's all ancient egypt is pretty insane um so it's pretty memorable um i i have i feel like the opposite experience from you because i didn't see it in theaters but when i uh i guess when dvd players first came out the the first gen of dvd players uh i begged my parents to buy me one and because they were trying to really push them to like, you know, replace VHS, they were doing these promotions where you would get a bunch of free DVDs if you oh, sent in a okay. thing. <laughs> yeah. And Stargate was on the list. It was probably the best movie out of the list of, of free DVDs <laughs> I got. But because of that, I, I've seen Stargate a lot of times because it's like the novelty of having it on a DVD was just amazing to me. Also, Stargate had maybe the least memorable of all the DVD menus I've seen. It was very lazy for how <laughs> big of a movie it was. So anyway, I, I've seen Stargate a lot of times. And, you know, this this can be uh, definitely evidenced by the fact that when we started watching the show, I gave you an entire rundown of what happened in the movie because I remember it very distinctly. Yeah, you remembered you know. it a lot better. Like I was, like, kind of guessing, and I think I got, like, 
maybe like 70% of it right, but like there were mm-hmm. still pieces I was missing and you definitely understood it a lot better. When did you get a DVD player? Like, what, what um, I mean, the year would be so, it's so far long ago, I would never remember, but it was during that first like generation of when they were just starting to be popularized. So it was a so Sony. You got, it, you got it before the PS2 then? Oh, yes. Quite oh, wow. a while okay. before. Yeah. It was it was well before the PS2 came out. Yeah. Interesting. So we didn't have one until the PS2. That was like our first DVD player. And I remember renting That's like most Gladiator. People, I think. Yeah. We yeah. Rented, <laughs> I rented Gladiator. And I was like, this looks awesome. And probably now, like, I watched on 19 inch TV. It probably looked like total shit. But like, well, yeah, it's like 480p or something. Yeah. You know? but, yeah. Um, but, anyways, like, I feel like a lot of the early DVDs are pretty funny. I remember like going into stores and like Top Dog was one of the first ones with Chuck Norris. But like yes, Stargate was kind of in that yeah. same like 96, 97, I think was when DVDs came out. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts of the movie overall? Of the movie? Yeah. Um, I think it's a fun movie that's not very good. You know, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's watchable, and I really don't have strong opinions. I'm also just biased because I've seen it so many times, but, like, it's fine. You know, honestly, like, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I feel pretty much the same way. Like, like looking back at it, I'm like, you know, I had an interesting premise and stuff, whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah. anyways, I wanted to get into some of the facts of the show. I think they're pretty interesting. So, like, Stargate SG-1 ran from 97 to 2007, had 213 fucking episodes. Like, that's a insane. Lot. That's it's a real fucking, lot. There's, there's probably less than, like, 70 shows all time that are scripted that went over 200 episodes. So that's a pretty big landmark achievement. Um, it was created by uh, Brad Wright and Jonathan Glasner. Um, they both met on The Outer Limits, which is another MGM show, a remake <laughs> of a show from the 50s and 60s. That show... Okay. Whew, that show uh, was weird and maybe not very good. Uh, Glasner also worked on 21 Jump Street and later co-created CSI Miami, which is pretty hilarious. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Brad Wright, Stargate lifer. After he got into Stargate, <laughs> all he's done is fucking Stargate shit. So he's <laughs> rode that gravy train all the way down. down. So that's, that's kind of great. But uh, obviously it's based on the 94 film. I did want to mention the 94 film... 42 on Metacritic. I think that's kind of harsh. I don't think it's a very good movie, but that's a low score. It was critically very disliked. Actually, I think it was Roger Ebert who said he absolutely hated it. Like, he gave it, like, one star. Which I'm like, really? Is it that bad? (laughs) It's not good, but... I mean, I don't think it's good, but man, like, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, but yeah, 42 is really low. Uh, directed is, by Roland yeah. Emmerich. So this is the yes. movie he did before uh, Independence Day. This um, was the movie that I think got him Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was a, this was a hugely successful movie that they didn't really expect to be as big as it was. So he was able to make an even bigger movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, it made $200 million worldwide, as we said. It was very successful worldwide on a $55 million budget, which is a pretty high budget back then. But still, I mean, it made a lot of money. So who cares? Um, sure. One thing to know is because of the length of the show, this had a lot of offshoots. But I think unlike Star Trek, they haven't been as successful with those offshoots. Um, 
They just no. haven't really carried the same. Um, so it, it's definitely been, uh, I, I think it's kind of faded by this point. Um, maybe even as of like six years ago, even. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Most recently, they made a animated show that I was called... I see that one. I think it was called Continuum or something like that, or maybe Stargate Universe. I don't remember. It's one Univer- of those. No, Universe was on sci-fi, and that was about them being on an, like, an abandoned thing. Uh, it was okay, so that's probably Continuum. Okay. And apparently, it's like straight awful. Everyone hated it, and it lasted only one season. But I watched a clip from it just to see what it looked like, <laughs> and it looks terrible. The animation is just real bad like yeah it, it it did not look like a good show so go figure so i think one of the interesting things about this show is the main characters I, I can't think of a lot of shows that do this that are based on a source material but um the main characters are the same characters from stargate the movie mm-hmm. so instead of it being yes. kurt russell and james spader it's Richard Dean Anderson playing Kurt Russell's character. His name's Jack. And mm-hmm. um, Michael Shanks, who's playing James Spader's character. And his name is... I put I wrote Dr. Dan. <laughs> so it's Dr. <laughs> Dan. Um, Daniel, yeah. And then they added a couple other characters, um, which we'll know about. Amanda Tapping, who's in every episode of this series, all 213. Uh, the other crazy. two, by the way, are not, which I think is funny. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Richard Dean Anderson huh. only got to 177 episodes. That lazy sack shit. Come on. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's like, he the, he's the main that. character, so. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. bizarre. Um, um, and then the some other, other names. Oh, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, Christopher Judge, who's the other main actor in it, He's the only other one that was on every single episode. Uh, he plays Worf. We'll, we'll learn about Worf later, but he's basically Worf. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is, yeah. Bo Bridges joined the cast toward the end of the series, too. Really? Funny. Yeah, he was in it Whoa, for a couple seasons. That, yeah. that feels like slumming it a little bit for him. Uh, for <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh, wow. But that wasn't until the like t- toward the end, like season seven or eight, I think. He joined okay. it for a little bit. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's weird to see the same characters from the movie portrayed by actors that are so different. Because watching yeah. watching Richard Dean Anderson act the same character as Kurt Russell is very bizarre. And it, I don't even know if it's, he doesn't do a bad job in the pilot. He just does a job, you know, like it doesn't feel like he, he's very he's, serviceable. Yeah, and he does not feel anything like Kurt Russell's character, though. Like, it's like, they may as well have yeah. just made it a new guy, you know? Like, it's it doesn't feel like him. So it's very weird. Because Kurt and, Russell's character in Stargate is very aggressive and kind of angry and unhappy. And Richard Dean Anderson's character is, like, a little more kind of just, like, chill with everything. and doesn't seem like as, you know, just like as in your face, I guess. I don't know. It's very odd. But to be fair... Both of them made their dimes in the '80s with their sweet mullets. So, like, I think True. they do. They do. They are kindred mullet mullet spirits. So that's good. Yeah. Um. So this show, I said this while we we're watching. I was like, I think this shit was on Showtime. It was on Showtime for five years, and then it moved to Seafy, uh, as I like to call it, uh, in 2002. Um. I did want to pull out one quote. This is just a fun fact. 
Um, well, there's two fun facts here. Sorry. The first one is uh, Richard Dean Anderson was basically the first person that was casted. And he only agreed after they allowed him to have more comedic leeway than Kurt Russell's character in the feature film. So I think it's Mm, interesting that that he mentioned the aggressive part because I guess he wanted to be a little bit more light than Kurt Russell was in the film. Uh, And I actually think that's a smart decision because if you have to stick with this person for more than an hour and a half, that would be really irritating. Yeah, he worked in the movie, but if if they had to keep him like that for 10 seasons, that would get old very quickly. Yeah, no way. So, um, but also, I'm not sure what comedic part anyways we'll get into that (laughs) so i i have a question um how do you feel about shows and movies that draw the title with like a weird character and they force it to be like rendered like that every time it's like shown with the you know because the stargate the a in this the second a in stargate is that little pyramid symbol from the movie <laughs> okay yeah and it, it drives me nuts because it's like i need to i need to have a custom font just for your dumb fucking show that doesn't seem fair just write it like a normal write it in text are, are it's you, fine are, are you mad for like? Are, are you pitting IMDb or who 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 are you pitting here? Yourself, the the. That's just how designer? they. I don't know. I don't know who made that decision, but that's something I see occasionally with shows and stuff, and I hate that. I just write it. Write it in normal letters. It's fine. <laughs> write it in normal font. They have to switch it to wingdings to get the A out. <laughs> if you want to have that weird A, then do it on the title card. But leave leave Wikipedia out of it. I don't want any. I don't want it on Wikipedia. Just leave it. No, it'll make like it one. impossible to search for. Like it would be a nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, one funny thing is so. Uh, well, we'll get into this later, but Showtime bought 44 episodes of this show before the pilot hmm. was even made. Really? Wow. That's a huge order. That's a fucking crazy order. Is that... Ma- that ma- That's the biggest order I've ever heard of from a show that's <laughs> no never way. premiered. Uh, yeah. I, I know Game of Thrones, they, uh, they had committed to at least three seasons out of the gate because mm. they couldn't even break even... Um, well, based on what they thought it would get, but it got, obviously was a lot more popular. But um, they actually thought that uh, it would take them three seasons to just break even. So Yeah, well, also I feel sense. like with Game of Thrones, which I highly doubt is the case with Stargate SG-1. If hey, Game Stargate Thrones... has more episodes, more successful, right? More episodes True. equals more successful. But if, if if Game of Thrones didn't go for at least two seasons out the gate, yeah. no one would watch the show. Because the... I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything for Game of Thrones, but the most important point in the series is at the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't even work if they just ordered a season for it. Because everyone would be like, what? And then they would just stop watching. <laughs> and like, oh, no. That's it. That's, we'll see if we get more. Um, one other fun fact. Uh, so... Uh, this is straight out of Wikipedia. The U.S. Department of Air Force, uh, through the Air Force Office of Public Affairs, co- cooperated closely with the Stargate SG-1 producers. Before the beginning of the series, the Air Force granted production access to the Cheyenne Mountain Complex for film stock shots. I thought that was a fucking set. That that wow. front thing looked like shit. Like the, the it did labeling. look bad, yeah. Come on, Air Force, you're wasting money on everything. You can't buy a fucking nice sign for your your cave complex. Yeah, it's pretty lazy. Lazy. Come on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, I did love this, though, too. 
Many of the extras portraying USAF personnel were real USAF staff. Two successful, successive chiefs of staff of the Air Force, General Michael E. Ryan and John P. Jumper. John Jumper is an amazing arm, like Air Force name, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty on the, on the nose. It feels like a character, <laughs> like this was written. Appeared as themselves in season four's Prodigy and season seven's Lost City, respectively. I'm sure those City, are some fantastic performances, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess this show became propaganda at some point. I don't know. I, but I, also, yeah, probably. How? It's very, I mean, Stargate is very militaristic, the, the entire premise and plot of, of the movie and of this series, so I'm not that surprised, honestly. It's it's just <laughs> what this show is so fantastical though. Like it's so it's very science yes. fiction heavy. It <laughs> it is, but there's still so much military oorah shit happening. There in, is the entire time. Yeah, like throughout the movie too. Like. It's not it's not like Kurt Russell is just an army guy. He's like the army guy and the whole movie like reminds you of this constantly that how how they're soldiers and they're going to do a job, you know? Like it's always doing that and the so I'm not surprised honestly. All right, yeah. so we should get into the we should get into uh the sh- the episode. So Yeah, so let's start with the most important part about this. <laughs> this pilot is 90 minutes long. Oh, yeah. Our hearts dropped. Yes. I, I, we were like, holy shit. Like, we, we like literally opened it up. This is on Amazon Prime. We both opened it up. We're like, fuck, this thing's 30 minutes or 90 minutes long. <laughs> fuck, we're so, like, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> like, why? Why did I do this? Yeah, definitely. It, it was absolutely soul crushing. So <laughs> yeah. The, the, so we're like, completely defeated in the first few seconds of a of a pilot which I, that's a rare occurrence i don't know how many pilots i've watched yeah. Maybe the emerald pilot <laughs> where i was like oh wow this exists like i was that surprised yeah. by something but anyway something really either 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 a really bad cartoon intro or something really racist would have to happen very quickly for me to immediately hate a show yeah. just like before <laughs> even starting it really you know like i just just looking at that runtime you're like oh no why <laughs> and i feel like if you were watching this on tv maybe maybe you wouldn't know it was that long right like <laughs> especially back then it would be like if there was a graphic as the first shot of the thing, it says 91 minutes. <laughs> just yeah, like it tell, as a warning. Yeah. It's like 91, and you're like, fuck, shit. But like, uh, I'm glad I know. That would be good to say, tell people. This this show starts with this just hideous graphic. It was expensive, yeah. and it just says, children of the gods. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it doesn't start out weirdly. I would think it would start with Richard Dean Anderson because he's the main character, right. but it doesn't. It starts out with a, a a pointless poker match between four like military people who are hanging out in the Stargate hangar, like I guess guarding the Stargate. I, I, think I mean, guarding, guarding is a loose term, guarding, I guess. But they're all just sitting around playing poker, and then someone puts down a a. a 
a set of cards and says the jack has a boss and i don't know what that means and i tried to look it up <laughs> i i've played poker i'm not great at it but i understand the game of poker i don't know what that means i don't think i'll I ever know what, what means. that means if anyone knows what jack has a boss means in, in poker context please tell us i'm dying to well, know the, the boss the king maybe I'm guessing probably they put down like a queen or a king or something, but it's still, I don't know. It did, know I don't think it showed thing. that though. Anyway, so I I love that this show is like, hey, we got to lock these people into the our new show, Stargate SGM. We bought 44 fucking episodes of this thing. We got to <laughs> make sure people are locked in. Let's put four people in it that you'll never fucking see again. <laughs> That yeah. are the worst actors, maybe in the whole episode. They're, they're really the, not good. Yeah, they're you're right. not good. It feels like it feels like you're watching like RoboCop, the TV series. Like it's very low quality acting. And this is your first foray. You see the the set looks okay. It's not bad for television. It's fine. Things, it's pro- actually quite good for that yeah. time frame. But yeah, you just get introduced with these fucking actors that just suck and you're just like yeah. okay but fortunately right. uh uh where <laughs> that doesn't last long <laughs> no uh we were uh you're pre- pleasantly surprised the stargate opens up and uh a bunch of fucking people come out with giant cobra helmets like these giant <laughs> yeah. statue helmets and they're just like hey what's up and they just murder all but the girl. <laughs> they run in the room and just start shooting everyone. Yeah. And they're, they clearly are the, the bad guys from the movie. They're, the, they're, they're wearing like the giant snake head things that the bad guys in the movie always have these animal head like robotic things on. But they just, I mean, the, the woman is like, I heard something. Stargate looks weird. It's doing something, you know, kind of like looking at it and getting all upset. And then they just pop out and start killing everyone. And it's funny. It made me laugh, actually. That, that was, was probably one of the, one of the, funniest of the episode. Parts. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so they open up their, their snake masks. And I love, like, I couldn't get over this throughout the whole episode. Like, their heads barely peek over the top of their mask. It looks like a little child, like, trying to peek over a counter for, like, a little snack. It's like, (laughs) hey, I'm going to hurt you. It's, like, very not intimidating and, like, comical. Mm -hmm. It makes them look, like, short, even though they're not. They're very tall. But it just looks bizarre. It's a very odd choice. So they take the lady because all the other people are dead. So, like, they take the lady back in the Stargate and then... For a debrief, I guess, or whatever. Yes, and then um, we meet Jack O'Neill, who's MacGyver. So Harry yeah. Dean Anderson, he's Retro looking up Dean at the. Anderson. Oh, sorry, Harry D- Harry D- Harry Anderson is uh, the you guy. Think of Harry Dean World. Stanton or something? No, no, I, I'm thinking. Of, I said Harry Anderson, which is Harry Anderson from Night Court, right? Probably. You talk. This is the second time you talked about Night Court. We only had two episodes. You talked about <laughs> hey, Night Court. Harry Anderson. Anyways. It, all right, go on. <laughs> um, so uh, he's looking up at the stars, which is already confusing, but they try to explain it away that like, oh, he likes stars now um, because of the things he's gone through. Yeah, he has a um, telescope in his house and he's 
somehow interested in astronomy now. So that's and base basically the Air Force is trying to get him back to go into the Stargate. Um, he explains Except he's that he's retired. retired. He yeah. He explains that he's retired about 48 times in about a minute. They say it so many times. <laughs> I'm retired. By the way, I'm retired. Hey, dude, I'm retired. And then other people start telling him he's retired. Other people mention it, too. Yeah. Like, everyone... <laughs> they say it so many times, yeah. Also, the the uh, they brief him by explaining everything that happened in the movie even though he was yeah. there and it was only yeah. a year ago it's only been a year since the movie in this plot right and they explained to him like it was 30 years ago like he has dementia <laughs> or something hey remember how you uh came through that fucking intergalactic portal <laughs> oh no can you explain oh yeah, you know the thing with the symbols and how this guy stayed back there and probably like destroyed that universe with whatever fucking things he's doing. No. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yes, I do remember actually. Oh yes. yeah, raw. That's for oh he raw. Yeah. Ra Ra Sisboomba. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. So he goes in and gets briefed about the Stargate opening up. And immediately, of course, because it's Stargate, the military talks about blowing up the Stargate. Yeah. Because it's all the military ever wants to do in Stargate is blow up the Stargate. I wrote, send Z-bomb. <laughs> and then yeah. they mentioned it two more times in this very short scene. It's like, by the way, I think they explain it about as many times as he talks about being retired. He, he, it's, like, it's like, you know, we need to blow this thing up. Um, yeah. At this point, um, he has an idea to send tissues through because yes. uh, Doctor Doctor uh, I can't remember Doctor Dan Doctor Dan yeah, yeah Doctor Daniel Jackson he has allergies and he's like hey no one out if he's still over there because they want to blow it up because people just came through it right and killed a bunch of their people. Yeah, they and, have a fair reason for wanting to blow it yeah. up. I don't think it's a good Intergalactic idea. Intergalactic beings came through and <laughs> shot them with lasers. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, get, I, I get why they want to blow it up. Like, it's not <laughs> the most unreasonable thing in the world. But he's like, yo, you know how we test if this is still okay? We'll send a box of tissues. So if we send these tissues, only Dr. Dan will use them. That, yeah, no this one else is why it's so absurd okay so at the end of stargate the movie daniel stays behind because he falls in right. love with this woman and he wants to learn more about the people that live in the stargate land the, that planet or whatever so his idea instead of just sending a message to daniel is to throw a box of kleenex into the and stargate write a note on it yeah assuming that because he has allergies he'll know who it's from instead of just putting from Jack. You could have just put that on it. You don't need to throw Kleenex. Oh, then, it's absurd. Um, they get back pretty quickly a note. And mm -hmm. it says, send me more. Yep. Send more Kleenex. So, yeah. So there you go. It worked. This, Even though anyone could have wrote that note, it could have been one of those snake people that went like, <laughs> hey, they could have opened up their head and like peeked over <laughs> their mask. Well, like most difficult. of the snake people don't seem to speak English, though. That's true. 
That's true. Yeah. Actually, good, they mostly good point. Speak you like shot down my theory. <laughs> ancient Egyptian or something. Well, uh, so here's the thing, though. Even if it was him and, and, like, you knew it was him or whatever, there's still no actual, like, reasoning for the communication unless they're going to go through anyway, right? Just, I guess they were checking that he's still there. Yeah, alive, they were going to blow it up if he wasn't. That was right. Which is also funny sense. because why does he matter to them? He's the one who abandoned the mission and stayed behind. So why would they well, have any qualms about blowing it up? Well, there, I think the reason why is because they thought he did blow up the Stargate on the other side. And they found out, remember, that like, oh, wait, you didn't. And so they're, they're right. like, oh, you got to blow it up now. And so right. that's they, right. They thought but that again... This is a, this ties into what I was saying before, which is like they had a debrief after the movie happened. Like they would have known that he didn't blow it up, but he tells them and they act like it's news, like they just found out. But it's been a year and he came back through the damn thing. So how did he just lie? Because then he that's no, he had then the, he could he had the thing on a timer, and then it blew up like as he was going through the the tube. Well, Daniel blew up the mothership. That's what happened at the end of Stargate. Yeah, but they didn't know that though. The, the oh, I thought I thought Kurt Russell did know that though. No, he did. But I'm saying the people when he got back for this debrief you're talking about. I think I think the implication is that Jack lied to them. Right, which is exactly my point. He would get court-martialed for that. <laughs> right, which they I mean they do get very mad, but then they get over it very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> they get so mad they promote him. Yeah, it's so mad they're like, you're back on duty. <laughs> they like yeah. force him out of retirement and promote him, which is yeah. a very interesting way to punish somebody. Um, so then it goes to the planet, the Stargate planet. That well, first, first the uh, Sam the, no, Samantha. Yeah, we 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 meet Sam Carter, Major Sam Carter. She looks like a young Anne Murray. Um, she's got a nice. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and uh, one line that I really loved from her is she's like, I've been wanting to explore this my whole life, but this only happened a fucking year ago. How does she know? Yep. Like, like they didn't even try. That line made no sense at all. Yeah. They're just like, oh, keep it in. It sounds very passionate. Um, yeah, totally, because they, they didn't know that the Stargate even worked or what no. it was until a year ago, but she's been waiting for the Stargate her whole life. Oh, also Maybe she she's got a, visited by aliens. She's a theoretical astrophysicist, um, which I was making some very dumb jokes while we were watching this together. Of like, does that mean she theoretically knows astrophysics? I know that's not <laughs> what it means, but that's what I want it to mean. And based on I'm, the writing in the show, I think that may be what it means. <laughs> I'm a theoretical football player, so I can relate. So. They they decide to go into the the Stargate. They're all equipped. They talk about yeah. how chilly it is going through it. Uh, so they're all wearing snow goggles. Uh, they literally are snow goggles. They that's yeah. all they could afford. <laughs> uh, and then they do this effect that I think cost a lot of money, but basically it made it look like Stargate was the Schlitterbahn water slides. Like it just was like a giant <laughs> tube. And they, they yeah. kind of go through the tube. And that, that I think that was like a minute long of just them like going through a tube. 
It's kind of long. In the movie, it's long the first time, too. Like, I think it was probably just a callback. Gotta get your money's worth, right? Like, yeah. you pay a lot of money for that effect. Here's what I want to know. What, is the, what does that look like in season, like, seven when they go through the Stargate? They probably don't show anything. They just come out the other end <laughs> immediately. No, it's so probably every still time, a minute long. They're it should like, be 12 gotta... minutes long every time. <laughs> They're like, God, we gotta fill, we gotta fill 20 episodes this season. <laughs> Jesus. So, um... They meet Dr. Dan. He's just like hanging out on the other side. Yeah, so his whole group of people have been just sitting next to the Stargate for how long? Because they come through, but like they had to plan a military operation. It's not like they... It's not like they just came through like five minutes later. I mean, these people have been waiting for a long time, just standing... So wait wait a second. Uh, Dr. Dan, you, you... What, why do you think people are coming? Oh, I sent them a box of Kleenex through the uh, <laughs> the Stargate. Wait, you turned it on? Yeah, so I stuck, I put a note on the tissue box. I think they're going to come any moment now. And then they just waited there for four days. That's another thing that bothers me because if he was able to turn it on to send the tissues back, why couldn't they just go back and forth anytime they wanted? And so if he knew that, <laughs> if he knew that they were back there, he could have just been like, he stayed behind on the planet, right? That's fine. But then like, he, if he got it working again, why didn't he just go back and like, yeah, say he's hi. Like, he could have been like, yo man, I'm really craving some Dunkaroos. I was still going to go back. I guess maybe. right? Yeah, the only reasoning I could think is that if he went back, maybe the military would like either detain him or just like yeah. not let him go back again. But if that's the case too, he could just go back home where he's safe with his wife and then they would just not die because they're not on this like hostile planet, you know. But instead he yeah, but never uses I guess it. I don't know. It, it is I I agree with you, but I guess there is the whole thing that the Stargate is supposed to be blown up, right? So maybe he has to stay just so that Kurt Russell's character doesn't get in trouble and he doesn't get in trouble, but you're right. True, and yeah. It that's, ends that's up true. not mattering anyways. Uh, I do love, they mentioned that they work 36-hour shifts. Yep, of course. Which, uh, that's a long time. That's not, that's, <laughs> they need a union. So, uh, yeah, and then... Um, my favorite part is the next scene is they're like, hey, you know, you need to relax. Let's eat. Let's be merry. And they have a giant like eating uh, celebration fest literally right in front of the Stargate. <laughs> At the Stargate. They hold a Stargate banquet instead of having a place where they go to eat. And it's like, no, let's just picnic by the Stargate. That'll be and nice. It's great, too, because the show really tries to trick you because they film the opposite side of the set. Like this <laughs> yeah. side, it doesn't have the Stargate, but it's like it's a different this angle. Is obviously, the same room. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It makes no sense. So, uh, Doctor Dan wants to show uh, uh, Doctor or Major Sam and uh, Jack uh, this thing with all these symbols in it, the inside a pyramid, and there's a just a really well timed storm passing, so they could sneak over there. Um, but before that, we get to watch uh, Dr. Dan make out with his wife for about, um, I, I think it was 14 minutes. It was a very <laughs> long time. Yeah, in front of all the soldiers. Yeah, and they're like, kind of like nodding and just like, yeah. 
Yeah, they were like approving of the whole thing. That was. It, it's not that it's weird to kiss your wife in front of people, but they're making out like in front they of were, this military were, personnel. Yeah, it's very odd. I was like, I was digging their passion, you know. Like it was. They're passionate, if anything. Yeah. I think they put peanut butter on their lips. <laughs> so, so basically, <laughs> Jesus. So, so basically, they 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 choose this soldier lady to be like the queen like they like they they randomly (laughs) decide (laughs) that she out of anyone like she's captured and she should be their queen i don't know why this is the woman from the first scene that they kidnapped right and and before that they show uh uh some probably some of the worst cg in the episode of the pyramids and it looks like you're playing the video game ribbon from 1996 it looks like an fmv game it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks really bad. They, I, I didn't write this down, but it's a good point. Like, they have this special power where they can, like, shove their hand in your face and go, like, talk to the hand, and it, like, hypnotizes you. Knocks you out or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Like, dazes yeah. you. So, basically, when they take this the soldier woman who they had kidnapped, they, they take her to this room, and this other person comes out and shows their belly and their belly has these like flaps in it it looks like an x incision on their on their stomach and inside of it is some kind of like worm thing and it i mean that shit is disturbing it's straight up cronenberg level weird looking and gross it's actually probably the best effect in the whole show because it's a practical effect and it looks really Mm. nasty um and the thing, basically, like, it's so weird because they're like, she's going to be our queen. And then they show her the belly, like, alien thing. And they don't, there's no conversation or anything. They just show it to her and leave. So it's like, all right, like, why? But So um, what happens there, I think, and it's it makes more sense later because they do a very poor job of it early on, is that the little bug guy who honestly looks like uh, the thing that pops out of the stomach in space balls, you know, the <laughs> hello, my baby, hello, my honey. Yeah. Like, it looks like that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like that and it comes out, but it's like not digging her. It doesn't like, choose her. And like goes back into the tummy. Uh, and by the way, before this, the lady does all these weird sex moans and stuff. And you know, there's a it's odd. Uh, yeah. Z- non-zero percent chance that at least 10 men masturbated this scene at some point and you can over ha- over the course l- of time probably yeah so it's been I, out can say for sh- I can say for sure at least two were <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> exactly we're just, we're just yeah we're having a good old time but um so what's funny is um the thing goes back in the tummy it's like nah and then they're just like that one of them just holds their hand up to her head and starts bleeding out of her mouth. I'm pretty sure she fucking dies. Oh, she died. Yeah, yeah. she's totally dead. They're just <clears throat> she's like, dead. Yeah. Nah, nah, this ain't working. She and, died with the same amount of uh, fanfare as the other three soldiers that were playing poker, which is none at all. They just die. They're just like, but whatever. When you see that scene initially. It made sense later, but at that moment, I was like, "Oh, they're just knocking her out again, just more severely, right?" Because they yeah, think, it didn't you think there's feel... some thread there, and the, no, there's no thread. It just goes away. Yeah. It's done. 
I think it's fine just because the show hasn't established what the rules are yet of all this stuff and like why it happens. But it is a little bit confusing because it doesn't actually tell you what like what is occur like that. It doesn't even tell you she's dead. It's just like oh okay next scene you know so it's a little odd. But yeah, that's fine. So then, <laughs> then it goes back to the scientists, right? Oh wait 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 before that though. We see Teal for the first time. Right. And Teal, he looks yeah. upset when the guy, when the lady's getting the little shock treatment. And he doesn't so, approve. We'll, and that's that's going to be Worf, by the way. We'll learn about Worf more later. Yeah, Christopher Judge. And and he uh, he doesn't approve of this behavior, of, this, of, of the way they're treating this lady. So it's kind of a foreshadowing that he's going to be... Uh, not so complicit in, in everything that's happening. And then it goes back to Earth again. So that the scientist, or not Earth, I guess it was between uh, James, yeah. James Spader's character and Kurt Russell's character. Jack Dr. and Dan. Dan and ja- Jack and Dan. Yeah. Little so they start. Jack and Dan. <laughs> little, so they start time. talking about theoretical physics, kind of. Oh, and God. like. And this conversation is so inane because they're like telling each other things about physics and science that are like common sense and they're acting like they're like revelatory and it just, it goes on for a little while of them like going back and forth about how the planets are aligned differently and the movement of the planets dictates but really what comes out of this conversation the main thing that you need to know and it sets the premise up for the entire series is that there's more stargates and they go to different places which i don't understand from a budget perspective how they did that but that's i we watch one episode i don't know uh but um yes and they talk about vortexes and how it they made it way too complicated honestly it made no sense like and it was it was a bad way of complicating where you're like, wait, so the woman basically dismisses the whole theory, but then they're like, no, but there's fluctuations in the universe. And it's like, but that doesn't seem measurable. So how do they know where to go if it's these like fluke fluctuations in the vortex that make planets move? Like, I know I'm getting way too in the nerd weeds here, but it just was very confusing. I was like, Wait, how would they know where to go, though? How would they know to line up symbols a certain way? It's it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, the only the only explanation that anyone could possibly have is that James Spader's character is a, a cryptologist type guy, and he might be able to figure out how these gates work or whatever. Mm. But the the show acts like he already kind of understands everything, and he doesn't. So it. But uh, yeah, and he says straight up, like. Moments before, they're like, uh, Jack's character, I think, says, oh, have you deciphered all this? He's like, no, it would take a lifetime. And yeah, so, exactly. So. Like, so so he doesn't know what the fuck any of that shit says yet, like, or very little of it. And then the best part is uh, Sam, she just starts videotaping all of it with, like, the shittiest digi- digital camcorder, like, trying to get all these symbols. That's not going to be usable at all. Like, you're not going to be able to see shit with that. She'd be like, oh, this footage is totally unusable. But important stuff's going on. It's kind of ridiculous the way they handle it because the the show acts like... It's like if someone asked me, 
are there a lot of Denny's out there? I'd be like, yeah, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of Denny's. Could you point me to a Denny's? No, I don't know where they are. I just know they exist. That's not going to help you, right? So how, who they're cares? Near, they're near an exit in a gas station. <laughs> they're near a Stargate. They're right outside <laughs> the Stargate. <laughs> the, star, the Stargate's uh, a, uh, a quick trip. Anyways, um, so I will say to give this show credit, like, coming into it, I had no idea what the premise of the show was. And I was like, how are they going to make a series out of fucking Stargate? And ha- especially right. one that's 200 episodes. I didn't know it was 200 episodes, but I knew it was on for a long time. And um, the whole network of Stargates was like, oh, okay, I see how they could at least accomplish this. At least, like, yeah, they can go different areas right they were so trying to make sense. it like a, a quantum leap type thing or something or like sliders yeah. or whatever yeah yeah um so anyways while they were gone uh i guess the people on their 36 hour shifts were a little tired um <laughs> and uh the cobra squad comes in and just annihilates them yep just fucking destroys them and it does not go well the main kid character and the allergy guy's girlfriend um that's dr dan by the way they they take both of them through the stargate yep and i i thought it was really funny what you said during this scene about like they were watching it the whole time it didn't seem to do a whole lot (laughs) yeah like what were they doing exactly because it didn't help they certainly didn't win so I, i don't know what they were trying to accomplish by like guarding it or whatever but you know that's fine so they basically all get massacred, and then the moment they go through the gate, they come back, uh, Jack and Sam and Dan, Jack and Dan and Sam, mm-hmm. uh, they come back and they're like, oh my goodness, and there's one guy that is barely alive, and by barely alive, he should be dead. His stomach is basically <laughs> yeah. exploded in blood from a laser, and the first thing Dr. Sam, our, our Major Sam says is, I wonder if he saw the symbols, like where they went through the Stargate. <laughs> yeah. which That's makes the most me, relevant thing at this time. She, which yeah. means she's an, a horrible human being. This person's Oh dumb. yeah, she doesn't care, yeah. She's like, did you see those symbols? Mm-hmm. Um, they decide to go back through the Stargate. They just decide to go back to Earth anyways, so they go back. Because it's dangerous or whatever, so they decide yeah. to go back. Yeah. And so they get back to, to Earth, and James Spader's character, Daniel, Daniel Jackson, is, is walking around, and he's, like, talking to people, and no one's asking him anything. <laughs> no one is curious. He's been living in yep. ancient Egypt alien it's planet so for a year. Yeah. And they just, like... They don't, they're not interested. Right they don't business. seem to care. Yeah, they don't seem to care at all what he's been doing this whole time. What's, what the, like, what are the geopolitics going on on Stargate Planet? They would probably want to know that, I feel like. It'd be relevant to their interest to know why these guys are coming through the gate and attacking them. No, they don't ask him shit. They don't, they don't care. No, all they do is they complain about how stinky he is. So, yeah, they, they call him stinky. And then he, like, whines about his allergies mm-hmm. while he's standing next to a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> and wondering why his allergies are so bad. 
So um, then anyways, uh, there's a heart to heart between Dr. Dan and Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Dan's staying with Jack. Uh, Dan gets drunk on one beer, it seems like, which is classic like writing. Um, yeah. We learn that Jack's wife left, I guess, between like within the year of these two things. Yeah, because of the stress of the of the military lifestyle and Stargate stuff but or whatever, I guess. To be fair, like you said, he's a lot less angry, a lot less like so maybe the marriage wasn't right for him, you know? Like Maybe. I think a big well, the beginning of the first movie is like he's depressed and suicidal because his son died. Right. And the the show carries Which they also that over. They do mention it, yeah. Which makes sense because it's only been a year. It really hasn't been a long time. But that's another problem with the show is that it treats some things like it's only been a year and it treats other things like it's been like 30 years. And it doesn't, there's no correlation like between the way that it acts with different facets of this character. So it's pretty yeah. obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we learn um, they went from wanting to bomb the Stargate to being like, Fuck yeah, we're gonna have nine teams. We're gonna have nine Stargate teams, and you're gonna be SG one. Yeah. Ferretti, who was the guy who got shot, who they thought would uh, see the symbol, saw the symbols. He of course did, and then he mm-hmm. starts playing his little FMV game uh, <laughs> to like show the graphics that he symbols he saw. Um, yeah. So they go to a new planet. They they kind of get SG one together. It's made up of uh, Sam, Dan, Jack, and some other fucking people. Who cares? Um, also, before we go ahead, I do find it kind of impressive that the guy that had a serious head injury still managed to remember that yes. last symbol. That was impressive. That's a good job. Good on that guy. He's the real MVP here. Is yeah, he... this whole show wouldn't even exist without him. Yeah, he was seriously concussed, I think. And he's still, he still got it. You know, He remembered that symbol. Good job. So they go through it with a tank, which was an interesting <laughs> choice. And I wrote this down. It had you could call acronym, that a tank. It had an acronym of it of F R E D for Fred. Yeah. And we never find out what Fred stood for, but it's Fred. No, they never explain it. And then they instantly cut pretty much to uh, Doctor Dan's wife or girlfriend. I think it's wife. It's wife. They're married. I love that on this alternate universe they have marriage, but that that's a different thing. Anyways, yeah. So so um, uh, Doctor Dan's lady friend um, is getting the same treatment as that blonde lady from earlier with the with the space ball alien. Yeah. And uh, but this time, it got like slimy time. on her belly. It was extra yeah. moany. <laughs> yeah, the chestburster liked her. It liked her, unlike the other woman. It was like a, it was a fan. It it was a big fan. Yeah. And then it uh, shot into her uh, neck, and then uh, she, yeah, she got the snake. So well, that that was that That's scene. A, the gobbler. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, it cuts back, and they're like, "Hey, let's walk down this hill." And then they walk down a hill, and they talk, and they're like, let's split up. And it, they walked about 10 yards, which I thought was like a very TV thing to do. I also just love the, the Fred, too. <laughs> like, the Fred is so slow and shitty, and like, 
they it looks it looks like a power wheels like it looks like it's a, so a toy but i was saying like they could have gotten like boston dynamics to design this thing and instead they got like mattel you know like they didn't even try <laughs> just very lazy with the fred so that that thing sucks and then uh one of them throws this uh very funny line pick me up a t-shirt oh yeah lazy lazy Great. writing yeah so they split up, and then uh, some of them run into uh, some snake monks. I call them smunks. So they meet the smunks, and the smunks are totally cool with these people. They're like, "Oh they're yeah, not we just went cool. They're like yeah. more than cool. They think they think they're gods, right? That's they, what they yes, say. they do think they're gods. And uh, Doctor Dan basically, because of his entire year on this, uh, you know, around these groups of people, he. Uh, says English for 99% of the words and says one word in their alien language, which I think is for city. <laughs> and they instantly understood what he was trying to say. Yep, um, yeah. And they bring him to the CG, CG city. I wrote down the CG city also looks very bad. <laughs> it does they, not look good. Yeah, It's and, not as bad as the yeah. other thing, but it's like yeah. almost as bad. It's, it's almost bad and so they come in and they're just at a feast and they're very comfortable with this situation they're at a feast and they're eating like this giant bug it looks like and they're just cool they're just like blending in and there's also Um, a guy playing what looks like a cross between a a tuba and a didgeridoo which it sounds more like a like a i don't know it's like both it's in between which don't know what that is but i want to i want one of those I want that guy's job, too, because all he does is play a single note and walks away. That's <laughs> yeah. a good full-time job. He doesn't even know how to fucking play the thing. He just It is a pretty solid career, yeah. He just goes, and then it's like, okay, cool. Then uh, the guy from earlier, who they thought maybe was Ra, he was one of the snake men. He looks Cobra like Squad. Ra from, from the movie. He looks like him, but it, yeah. it it's establishes that he is. Yeah, it's a different guy. Because Rob blew yeah. up. And then the other person there is the new queen, who is Dr. Dan's wife, possessed. Yeah, she's, she's under mind control. And that he's kind of like showing her off in a way. Like he's like, look what I did. You know, like kind of like, you know, because he, he doesn't like them. We don't really know what his motivation is that much other than he just wants to like be the boss, you know. But like, <laughs> we don't know anything about their their hierarchy or how any of this works politically for them. So like, we don't know why he's doing any of this. He's just there being a dick basically, which is odd, but I guess it's the first episode. So, you know, yeah, maybe find out more or something. Um, so then Dr. Dan does a very stupid thing and goes, Oh, I'm going to try to get my lady. No, no. And he gets fucking shot across the fucking room. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I found really funny is that all the locals on this planet think they're gods, but then when people show up and start beating the piss out of them, they just kind of stand around like, whoa, this is this is awkward. My god the is god, getting shit kicked the, out of them. The gods must be crazy, am I right? I mean, just imagine, like, like God came down, like, Jesus came back, and then people just start beating him up, and everyone's just standing around like, hmm. Jesus ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so absurd. They just seem they seem pretty fine with it, honestly. They don't even like kind no, of question keep, it at all. They keep eating their bug. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a show. Yeah. So then they're just instantly in this underground cell. And they only got five hours to get out. I don't know what that was all about. Uh, but anyways, uh, there's this great line where it, they're like, where are you from? And he's like, we're from Earth, Chicago. And the guy goes, your words mean nothing. And it's like, what the fuck is he supposed to say to you? <laughs> it seems like a very like unfair response to what you were saying. You asked him where the fuck he was from. I would have pinned you from Des Moines. <laughs> it's like, so what do you, why would you even ask them where you're from? They're not even going to know what any place they say is. There's no reason. <laughs> That's so stupid. Maybe he's like always ready to yell, and then like randomly, it's like it's like, oh, I'm a I'm actually from I'm actually from LA. Oh, you would you would oh LA I know LA I know LA. He just wanted Hollywood. an excuse to tell him to shut up. Basically, he's like making him talk so he could yell at him to shut up. Yeah. Yeah, it was so great. Um, so. Uh, yeah, they choose the children of the gods. That's very boring. They pick a person. They just pick the yeah. wrong person. So, yeah, uh, War feels War feel bad again when the boy gets chosen. So the boy from earlier in the episode, which I don't think we really explained. The boy no, popped so up like a couple times in the episode so far. Daniel's wife uh, has a brother who is named uh, Skara, and he's in the movie. And I think, as far as I'm aware, this is the only person who reprised his mole, his mole, reprised his role from the movie. It's the same kid, and he is kind of like a, I wouldn't call him a general, but he, he definitely is like kind of in charge of the, the military for the, the Stargate planet. Um, he's like one of the leaders, and because he, he helps them in the revolution in the movie. So he's kind of important. Right. I don't know how relevant he is in the show, but in this pilot, he's pretty, uh, he's there at least, you know, he's like kind of important. So I think he, he must end up being important, right? Just cause they, well, they basically are going to give him the, the snake treatment too. They do prop him up. Yeah. They prop him up. Yeah. So, um, Worf feel bad. And then, uh, the Apophis guy, the main bad guy goes, all right, we got our dude. Kill the rest of them. And then they start shooting lasers at everyone. And they're starting to fight back. And basically Jack uh, goes like, oh, we, we, we can help. We, we You know, we're trying to do the right thing. And I don't have the first part of the line, but I got the second part. Teal goes, he goes I didn't believe you. I don't. I, there's been lots of people who said this and I don't believe them. But you are the first I believe could do it. For no reason. There's absolutely no reason why he believes that either. Because all, all no. he's seen them do is no. get, get like, shot and captured. That's the only thing he's seen them do in this. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know what convinces him that Kurt Russell's character, or Richard Dean Anderson's character, is suddenly so much better. But he somehow believes in him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, he hands him, or he shoots the, his laser at the wall. Yeah, I, I, I wrote he oh he has the wall. It just explodes, and then yeah, they, they put it. Very explodes. The wall was made for someone to shoot it and explode, so they could escape. Like it's it, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's very uh, set up. So uh, they get outside and Teal's like, I have nowhere to go. And then Jack's like, you can live with me. And they become bunk buddies. So they're going to be bunk buddies on Earth. Uh, so that sets up Teal'c being in all 213 episodes. Though, I don't <laughs> yeah. understand what happens when Jack O'Neill leaves after 177 episodes. But, I, you know, again, this is a pilot. Well, he's probably um, just not there in a few of the random episodes in between, right? They probably have some side character I episodes. I don't think so. I think he leaves the show. Based on oh, like, really? It's a, yeah, I think he leaves the show at some point. I think he may end up on one of the other Stargate shows, maybe. Oh, uh, I see. I don't know. He's on every single one of them, though. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. I honestly okay. have no clue. Uh, then we find out Teal'c also has one of these uh, aliens in his tummy. Yeah, like, check it out. Um, we still don't know what it is, but we know that it definitely the children of the gods. Yeah, apparently that's that's. He explains it there. He he says, "Ooh, children of the gods." Um, yeah, but they don't really, like, the context of it isn't really explained, though. They just say, like, oh, yeah, like, no, it chooses. No. This, yeah, <laughs> we don't really know what it is, other than just giving it a name, I guess. So, um, then we get to see a very great, very cheap shot of all the people who have escaped running up a hill. Which is always a good, solid shot to put in a pilot. It's like, hey, you know what, let's have these people run up a hill. Yeah. Um, and then, uh... A CG door just opens out of nowhere, and uh, the queen's there, Dr. Dan's wife. Mm -hmm. Um, Then Teal'c, this is what I wrote next, they start, um, basically there's a bunch of like these snake soldiers, and there's also planes, like these, like ships, shooting lasers at them. Yeah, they... Uh, Stargate definitely predicted uh, drone strikes, because these things are straight up just like they're just drones. They fly up, just shoot yeah. at shit. Yeah, it's very yeah. Have much like, like, a, like a high pitched, like squealing noise. Yeah. Uh, so um, Jack gets his uh, gets the laser from Teal. Teal gives him one, and then his first shot with it, he's able to shoot a supersonic fighter ship out of the yep. sky with it, which uh, is great. That's it's awesome. impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> he's a pretty good aim for never having shot one of these things before. I bet. I but, bet you can get to like level a hundred and duck hunt. <laughs> Probably. I also wrote this down. They brought three ships. This is like the most advanced, like powerful race of people, and they brought mm-hmm. three ships. So they blow <laughs> yeah. up all three ships, and they're like, "Shit, we only got three ships!" And then they all escape. So the, they probably saw Fred and went, well, these guys are no threat. We just said That's three. fair, right? <laughs> yeah. There's like, well, fuck, these guys just have regular automatic weapons. That, that's the hardware they're working with? Oh, we're fine. Let's just... Yeah. yeah. We, got, we got snake lasers. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then they decide to go through the Scargate and escape. So the Queen goes to the Scar- Stargate, and then they try to get Scara, but Scara's been basically possessed or whatever yeah. i don't know what to call it and he and leaves then, macgyver in in north dakota forever basically because that's what this place yeah, looks like this yeah, set looks is. like north dakota so he basically just leaves him there he's like you're out so he just gets stuck yeah um during all this uh dr dan disappears in the show for about 10 minutes he does you just yeah. don't see him and then he <laughs> yep. just pops up again when they're about to go through the stargate to escape he has to uh, set the symbols so they can go back to Earth. 
Um, yeah, they act like he's been there the whole time, but he definitely has not. No. Yeah. <laughs> so not I don't know. There. Yeah. <laughs> they, got, they got too occupied with the other parts of it. Yeah. Um, and then there's a really stupid scene where they set up a bunch of claymores on a hill. And yes. they did mention it earlier in the episode. I guess they thought like this hill was going to end up being like the climax of like their Appomattox like defense. <laughs> I don't fucking understand. But they're like, oh, yeah, we set up these claymores at just the right spot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they exactly they blew up a bunch of people and they rolled down the hill yep and so uh everyone gets out macgyver is one of the last people out and then like two other people from sg1 escape literally every single person survives <laughs> yeah it's true which there's no which stakes they're, they're out manned they're out uh I don't know what we call it, but the technology is way better than theirs. Right. Uh, ev- ev- literally every single thing is working against them, but not one of them dies. They're all just oh. fine. But there was one big dumb guy with a beard who threw a stone at a guy and, and <laughs> knocked him over. So yeah. that's why they won. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So everyone lives. Um, all these people from this other dimension, this other galaxy, basically, just show up on Earth. Uh, the yep. military is very accepting of them, honestly. Doesn't They seem really pretty care. fine with it, yeah. Especially yeah. with Teal'c, who has the belly worm and is clearly an alien, and they don't know <laughs> why he's there, and he looks like the guys that were trying to kill them, and still they're like, <laughs> no, he's with us. Oh, okay, good. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Because the military is known for that open-mindedness. You know, that's what they're... Also, you know what I what bothered me? So Jack knows that he's coming back through the Stargate. There's all these alien weapons laying around, like these staffs. He doesn't bring one with him. He doesn't bring anything with him. <laughs> yeah. He just leaves it there. Like, I think the Earth military, the U.S. military, would probably like to see some of these magic yeah, laser like shooting... That- Push that ship you shot down. Just push it into the Stargate. Like, just <laughs> yeah. fucking push it in. You gotta see this shit. Pretty good. So, I did write, Trump would never accept these refugees. From another planet? No. <laughs> you know what else, too? Before, like, they, these two bad guys jump through the Stargate at the last second to try oh, and, like, right. catch them. <laughs> and they, they come out of the gate on the Earth side, and then you just hear... Dunk, dunk. Like they both flew like millions of light years or whatever through the fucking galaxy, through fucking space, and then they just got thunked into a wall. Like that's they how they goofy did. doored. They got doored up like goofy. And what's the what's in the, the wormhole? We don't know. We don't know what's what if you're stuck in there, do you just die? Or or do you like are you just like a bunch of matter that's like floating around? I, I don't I know. Think- I think you freeze to death, right? Because it's supposed to be cold. Well, they're not even like... I don't think they're like a solid person while they're in the oh, Stargate. They're being like transported, right? So what What do you become? Are they, I mean, I assume they just died. and They're, they're dead. Yeah. But, but I don't know what... I mean, no explanation. But they're apparently physical enough where they can make a big old thud onto the door because you can hear them slam into it, which but is I also love, funny. I also love... Like, we didn't really explain that. Like... The military has no idea how this fucking Stargate works. 
but they do know how to make like this fucking sphincter on it that closes <laughs> like that's like yeah, a metal like a metal iris that yeah. closes that looks like shit and like well just... do you think the military did that or was that an existing feature of the stuff no they said they said he built they built it they built oh, it okay. to keep things so they out expl- so those guys those guys are they just oh we're gonna come back out of stargate and instead they slammed into a brick wall just like <laughs> right at the end well you know that's the breaks so um definitely all these refugees coming into the planet would bring so many alien pathogens that it would wipe out the human race <laughs> yeah we don't know anything about that's true that's a good point there's like some space dust on them that will like make people's heads explode. Like they're fucking. Well, I guess, but also James Spader. <laughs> keep calling them by their characters. <laughs> like, by the act- not even <laughs> actor's name of the former movie, <laughs> Doctor Dan. <laughs> Doctor Dan, he's been on a planet for a year and he's fine. So I guess maybe they assume. Oh, well, they're close enough to us where they don't have some kind. But that's not a good assumption to make. You should probably put them in quarantine and, you know, find out, you know, do some testing. But, you know, he went, he went there for a year and no one even asked him how it was, what it was like. So maybe just, just the level of concern is maybe a little under what the military par should be. But, you know. Whatever, who cares? And uh, the last thing I wrote is... Uh, the mission debriefing will be all of episode two. <laughs> it would be, but you know it won't. Episode yeah. two is going to be they go to some other random planet and that bad guy shows up and does something. Who knows? And the planet will definitely look like British Columbia because that's where <laughs> the chance of that. show was shot. Yep. All right. So we got through this actually less time than we did Friends, I think, which shows you the quality of this show. Uh <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's funny. I had three pages of notes for Friends, and I had three pages of notes for this, and it's th- it's like five times longer. <laughs> it's yeah. like 20 minutes, 22 minutes versus 91. So, like, yeah. So how would you... How good would you say this is as a pilot, as a TV pilot? So I think for a 90s sci-fi pilot... It's not bad. Yeah. But I, I call hated, it middle of the road. Yeah. But I hated 90s sci-fi a lot. Even as a kid, yeah. even as a youngish 13 year old kid, I was like, and I wasn't even that much of a snob yet. Like, I just was like, man, these shows are so like plot dense and not character dense. And like, yeah, I don't care about anything that's going on. Like, I just remember like Star Trek Voyager was something I never like. I had, I had a lot of family members really into it, and I would watch it and be like, I don't give a shit about this show. Like, And uh, sure, yeah. I, I get a similar vibe from this show, for me at least. Um, but yeah, I think the premise is not a bad one. Like them going through Stargates different places makes sense. Um, I just, I feel like the three main actors are just, they're not bad, but they're just not that interesting of characters or actors to make no, me they, engage with the show. They don't really have a lot of chemistry either. It feels like they're just saying lines at each other and not... Oh, yes. Like, you know, Absolutely. And maybe it gets better. But the, the problem is that, you know, it's impossible for us to tell whether this 
pilot resembles the rest of the show because I've never seen one other episode of this show. I don't know anything about it. Um, But also, I feel like since it went for so long, it's probably not really what people's interest is in the show. They probably like the universe of Stargate. That's my guess, right? It's probably not about Mm -hmm. Richard Dean Anderson. They probably don't give a shit about these characters, really. Because even the movie, like, the characters were pretty tropey, you know? It's like... David yeah. Spader, yeah, or James Spader's character is a nerd. Kurt Russell's character is a military guy. Like, they're not, these aren't, like, fleshed out characters. So, I think it's really more about uh, whatever weird planets and universe stuff they can, like, tie in there with it. But, I mean, I'm interested to hear insight from people who haven't watched the rest of the show. That would be, <laughs> that would be a nice perspective to have, I guess. So now the important question, if you were an executive, would you pick this up? What order would you do? And what night would you put it on? Uh, that's tough because I, I, if you're talking about would I greenlight a Stargate series? Maybe. I don't know. Would I greenlight this? Like if this was a, just a pilot, a 90-minute pilot? No. No. I cannot believe mm-hmm. that they made the pilot that long. It is insane to me. Yeah, I so I've been very it's silly, but I've been very back and forth on would I have picked this show up. So I think I would have picked this show up, but not because I thought it was good, but because it's uh it's what's that called? A sunk cost fallacy. You've already <laughs> yeah. spent so much money on this show, and you're like, shit, I got this big property. I got all. I, I spent all this money on this pilot. It's ninety fucking minutes long. Yeah. Like I, I have to greenlight this thing, or I'm going to get fired. I mean, the um, movie Stargate is only a half hour longer than this pilot. <laughs> Just think about that. It's crazy. so much more happens, and it's so much more. Actually, <laughs> so much more happens, and so much less happens. Yep. Very true. Uh, this shows all plot and no actual action. There's very yeah. little that actually happens. But totally, yeah. I can tell you this: I would not have picked up this show for 44 episodes. That's for fucking sure. And no, I would have nuts. been very, very worried. I would have been like, I don't think this show would be successful. Stargate um, SG One had a very good producer. I don't know who it was. I'm, I'm sure we could look that up, but. That whoever produced this is, they worked magic because I don't know how you get a, a an order for that many episodes at once. That's Showtime must have just been desperate. But what's interesting maybe. is like uh, HBO wasn't a big player yet. I mean, this was '97. Like Sopranos wasn't out yet. Like HBO right. was also not a, not this like behemoth. So like I, I don't I don't know what made them think like oh we could do this show and it's gonna be this big deal well i thought it was on i guess it sort of was it was on showtime but i mean like i'm talking about from a competition standpoint right like oh oh, oh, yeah okay because like showtime has always felt like it follows hbo in a lot of ways but in this case they were actually ahead of hbo like hbo wasn't doing a big show in 97 except maybe fucking oz but oz is Oz was pretty niche, though. Oz is very yeah. Niche. Oz was yeah. not a big show. Oz was uh, a very strange show. So, um, I probably would have picked it up. I would not have felt good about it. I, <laughs> here's the thing: I would have said, I will say though, I would have never greenlit this pilot. No, 
No. I would have been like, dude, this script is not very good. And also, you want me to spend how much? Fuck that. Like, I'm not spending that much on a pilot. I could see people who are really into the movie connecting, like, not not loving the pilot, but being fine with it and continuing to watch it. I could see that. I could not see a new viewer coming into this pilot and being like, oh, I'm on board. Like, there's nothing about this pilot, especially the length, but there's nothing else about it either that makes me think, like, I, this would grab viewers. It's just so weird to me that this show was that successful because it's... There's, I mean, it's just not very, it's not a very good pilot. You no. Know? Yeah. So I think it's what's funny is this show lasted 213 episodes. It's crazy. On multiple spinoffs. So obviously we are terrible executives. Yep, definitely. The thing about this whole pilot to me is like, there's maybe about three or four moments where I'm like, that's something interesting because I don't understand what's happening. Oh, yeah. Like, like the belly, the belly snake is probably the best thing in the pilot. Not because it's good, but because I don't know what it is and it's weird. And it's weird enough where I'd be like, please tell me what the hell is up with this? Like, why is this happening? There's a few things like that in the pilot, but that could have, they could have all been in there if the pilot was 40 minutes. There's no reason. Yeah, this pilot absolutely should have been 40 minutes and they yeah. should have, and it was a little bit less is more too. They could have. They could have taken some stuff out. They could have spread out some of these these yeah. learnings later in the show. I don't know. Like it, it is a strange decision that they made at ninety minutes because it definitely doesn't <laughs> earn it. I mean, the only other the only other pilot I know of that's this long, like that I can think of, is uh, is Twin Peaks. Right. But Twin Peaks earns it because Twin Peaks is like this. It is so weird. And yes. so bizarre. And, it's and it like, uses its time. Yeah. And I actually think, well, and this is just my opinion, but at least for the first two seasons, that's the watermark. Like, I don't think it ever really catches up to what that pilot was. Like, the pilot's yeah. the best part of the show to me. I know a lot of people really love that show. I don't know about season two, but I know season one, a lot of now, people most people really like, like season one. Yeah. And I, I but, think like, I think season yeah. one is really good, but I mean, obviously, it's not nothing to do with this. But but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that the difference with a pilot of that length is that it uses the time that it it has. This show does not use its time at all. No, and that show doesn't have the deepest characters, but they're all very weird and and strange and unique. And this, yeah, yeah, and so and then and then also on top of that, the plot's very strange. And like you said here. There's only like a few interesting things going on mm -hmm. and even one or two of them, the setup's really lazy. So you're like, you're like, okay, that's interesting. But the way you got to it was like not interesting at all. So um, like the teal stuff, like teal's a fine idea. It's not original, but it's like, okay, yeah, you could have a character who kind of turns and that's like your Leonard Nimoy you know, wolf, yeah. wolf character. But they could this have built not... that for half a season at least or something, not just done yeah. it in the pilot. Totally, yeah, that's true. Every major turn that happens in this pilot happens without any real buildup. Like, the bad guys show up, they pop through the gate, they start shooting people. Sometimes the drones show up and start blowing things up. There's no, like, there's no, like, war 
of like, this is what this side is doing. This is what the other side is doing. It's culminating to something. No, the, the bad guys just show up randomly, kill a bunch of people, or just like shoot at them, and then they leave. And it happens like three times. It's yeah, really... I mean, actually, you, yeah. Never, you never see the bad guys outside of conflict at all. Very They're little, just... yeah. yeah. No, at all. Do, do you see, like, I guess the, the snake stuff. Yeah, that's. I think that's basically it. Yeah. Well, we're at about an hour and a half, and uh, we should probably wrap this up. But um, overall, Stargate SG-1, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Every episode's on there. You can watch it as a party if you want, though that didn't <laughs> seem to work super great. Uh, no, not particularly. It that's didn't okay. work super great. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work at all. But, um, yeah, it's a show. Uh, next week we're going to do a different show, and it's probably going to be very different than this one. Um, I, what I will say is, uh, one, it will not be 90 minutes long, and two, nope. uh, it won't be sci-fi. Correct. So if you have any comments, if you have any insight as to later episodes of Stargate SG-1, uh, please tell us. Uh, I'm interested to hear other people's perspective, especially people who uh, have watched the show, even if you're not a super fan. Uh, I'm kind of curious what people think of later episodes and how they compare to this, in our opinion, uh, misguided pilot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it was fun once again, and we'll be back next week with another first episode of our third episode of our first episode.